You're listening to the Domecast, where news and observer journalists take a look back and forward in North Carolina politics. Greetings! Greetings. (laughs) Welcome to Domecast, the news and observer politics podcast. I'm Don Vaughn here with Danielle Battaglia and Colin Campbell. We are in the press dungeon, aka the pre- the Capitol press corps room in the basement parking garage near the cafeteria in the legislative Just building. Just down the hall from where they take out the trash. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> where we belong. <laughs> Insert all your political and media jokes here. So we, it, it has been a time. It has been like not even 48 hours, but the session, the mini session, the, what do we call this session? The brief Extra special. special. That's not special. Not, not capitalist special. Short session. A brief, a short, brief. a likely two-day session is a what I put in my story. Special, brief, short session. An extra special episode of the state legislature where they came to, um, well, really they thought, that Congress is going to give them some direction on the rest of the CARES Act money, but we didn't get that. But Remember the, when they thought that Congress was going to do nice things for the rest of the country amid coronavirus, and that was July or whenever, no, and it never happened. I think it's more one very large, sometimes slow-moving government entity thought an even bigger, even slower-moving government mm-hmm. entity was going to get something done in a timely fashion. Wow. Um, Boy, right. were they disappointed. So that didn't happen. <laughs> but what they did know is that there was over $900 million that needed to be spent in federal money, and they had to spend it. So that's what they did. And they actually pulled it off in two days, and today was a hanky drop. Danielle, you saw the was it a uh, tissue? It was a was it, it a handkerchief? I think it was a cloth hanky. It looked pretty thick. I ran out to watch the golden doors of both chambers open because I had played up the line of lawmakers I expected, yeah. but we didn't get. It. Yeah, this was no. this was like a miniature signy die ceremony because the House did their part sort of. And the Senate just didn't no, not no, get on board with the hanky drop. There the was no hanky drop. The House did their thing. The House did their thing. There was a loud bell clang. The and, bell was great. And a yeah. handkerchief came down. And did it, Tim Moore chime the bell? You know, I couldn't see because I'm really short and Tim's like so high. I mean, like up higher than me from my little space. So the I, bell's pretty great though. I do not know who rang the bell. I should have been in the balcony. The bell is cool. Oh, but then I wouldn't have seen the doors. I know. That's right. So it's we hard like to get a good vantage point. I mean, I went in the yeah. Senate thinking I'd have a good vantage point. I the Senate didn't do anything. So we spread out. I almost texted Tim Moore and said, can I stand next to you so I can see this? Like, cause I wanted to see the Senate drop their hanky too and get a good video for my Twitter followers. But apparently the Senate. What we really should have done is said, can I turn the bell? No. <laughs> <laughs> can I dismiss the session? If I ever end up in the order of the longly fine one day, I will say, yeah. can I can I ring the bell? I will. You know, I've been hating on the Senate's lack of ceremony. They did have a bell. Harry Brown got to ring the bell. I think the uh, Lieutenant Governor Forrest, his last day of standing up there and presiding was the first day of the session. He didn't come today for whatever reason. Um, so the first majority, day of the special mini extra special, yeah, special whatever episode. We're um, so Senate Majority Leader Harry Brown, who's retiring at the end of the session, uh, got to be up there and, and be the last person presiding over this for the sunny die. That, that's nice. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but like even I've, you know, been on this beat for like not even two full years, but I already had nostalgia about the lawmakers that left um, earlier than expected yeah. <laughs> this summer and the ones that are retiring and leaving, some like Harry Brown. Give, some people got to give farewell speeches. Others, uh, 
thought they were going to give them later, and instead they ended up... Others had their farewell speech thrust upon them. (laughs) (laughs) You all know what we're talking about, so I don't know if we uh, need to rehash that. But no, I thought it was really interesting. And I can't remember, it was something was, I mean, thinking about like Van, Van Dyne and Brown in the Senate, Smith in the Senate... I can't think of everyone else that. Um, yeah, that and then the House back. had a bunch. A lot of people in the House. Yeah. But everybody kind of did their greatest hits, like uh, Elmer Floyd, who's known for asking for a schedule. Oh, that's so, so great. He can go home oh, to his wife. His um, lovely wife. Yeah, he um, he made that comment the one last time, and everyone applauded for him because they all know the inside joke. See, I remember like when I would first sit in like house sessions and I was like, oh, okay, so that lawmaker and then eventually learned his name is asking about the schedule. And I'm like, oh, it's that same lawmaker asking about the schedule again. And like, oh, there he is again. Oh, so, so I don't think you're in the great. room, but Representative Bell asked him to do it one last oh, time. Oh, okay. So it was like a request, like yeah. do your greatest hit one more time. Yeah. Now has Representative Bell ever rung the bell? Because uh-huh. I mean, that would be cool. I, so I'm writing, I was writing, I was writing a article, an article. I don't know what's wrong with me right now. I was writing an article, Dr. Seuss-esque, and I was trying to figure out how to work Bell with the Bell. You'll figure it out. I think I went from Dr. Seuss to straight news. You'll see. You'll see tomorrow. Yeah. Well, it's been a wild ride here of these uh, two days, and that's really what... um what makes it more interesting, I think, as far as covering. And like, yes, I mean, we make jokes and everything, but obviously this is very, very serious. It's millions of people. It's it's a lot of money. It's public policy. It's, you know, it's all these things. But you also have to not take yourself too seriously. And that is why we will joke occasionally the same way lawmakers do. That is why we use, I mean, I just like gifts. Also, gifts like are just like a lighter moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I tweet them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm and like stupid former blonde who uses too many <laughs> gifts. I saw the tweets. <laughs> um, gifts are great. Gifts are great. So, you know, you have to um, not like if you're you have to have like moments of stepping back a little bit instead of just being hardcore serious all the time. And, and part of that just gives you, you know, a chance to um I think to get a better view, even like the next minute, like the next month, it's the same reason people, you know, get vacation time, hopefully paid time off since for it's Labor Day weekend, we can talk about that something that, you know, all workplaces should have, I think, anyway. So I yeah, I saw that on the floor, because I was in the house, so I don't know what the Senate was doing today. But you know, they were going from why aren't we passing Medicaid? How dare we not pass Medicaid? This isn't about Medicaid to, I'm going to miss you so much. Like, you see that, like, we're going to go from serious tension to lighthearted. We yeah. all love each other. Well, you have to. And I think it's the same thing. And, and maybe, you know, Govies have this the same way that that reporters do, the same way that, um, you know, cops and soldiers have. And some of it is sort of this trench humor but it's a way that you can deal with things that are very serious and, and often tragic and also um, not let that over overwhelm you. And, and sometimes that's why, um, you know, people be sarcastic or, or other things. And maybe some people are just naturally sarcastic. Me. You know? yeah. Are you talking about me? All of us. <laughs> yeah. Maybe especially our colleague over here, Mr. Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got told that my Twitter is kind of like Seinfeld this week, so I can take that as a high compliment. What was the other thing? It was uh, kind of bitter and a little bit I'm disappointed in all of you, which is a fair critique. <laughs> You're airing of grievances yeah. one tweet at a time. So, well, let's talk about like what was in the bill. There's a lot of stuff. Almost yeah. half of it 
you know, and this wasn't just CARES Act money. There's a little other money in there, um, but it was called like the COVID coronavirus relief, relief act 3.0. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that the terminology of this stuff, like the governor announced what he described as his budget a week or so ago. Yeah. Um, and we were told by lawmaker folks that uh, this is definitely not a budget. Don't call it a budget. Uh, we're only spending coronavirus dollars plus a few hundred thousand that we found in some other pots of money, but um, that it's not a budget because we don't have a budget. We're not going to have a budget, basically. Right. Right. But half of the, about half of this money is going to, assuming that Cooper signs this, um, is going to be mailed out to um, households with children. And it's it's about $335. Senate uh, leader Phil Berger said this was something the Republicans came up with as a way, like some sort of relief for all the expenses that parents have had, anything from building, buying laptop computers for their kids, which costs more than that, you know, and, and I think Berger or more, I think it was Berger said in their press conference yesterday that it's not going to pay off anyone's mortgage or anything. But you might get a date night out of it, you know. He and said that, yeah. Center and go out for a nice dinner with your That's spouse. expensive. Where are we, we going to Angus Farm yeah, or something? Yeah, that, my date nights don't cost that much. Is that what you're doing with your money, going on yeah. date night? No, I'm going to be used up for uh, two days of daycare. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's about as far as it'll go in my world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Daycare is super expensive. Yeah. Thankfully, my uh, my son has aged out of that. <laughs> um, but we did have to buy a laptop for remote learning because there are a lot of costs associated with, with everything else this year. But not just parents, obviously. Like, all kinds of people need money for all kinds of stuff. Um, those em- employed, those that lost their jobs, everything else. So there's a lot of money in here for, for other stuff too. Yeah, there's a boost for unemployment. There's money for job retention grants, which has been... Let me talk about that for a second. I, I have been trying all week to wrap my mind around this idea that the money to help struggling businesses requires the business to have kept 90% of their employees between March and May. So it's basically in the restaurant association, some other industry groups are complaining about this. I think there's a, a protest outside the governor's mansion by bars that are still closed uh, as we are recording this. Um, and so there's you know, money for businesses that's not going to the businesses that actually are closed down and can't do anything. And so that was a big debate this week. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think we really got a good understanding of why that 90% requirement is in there. Um, I heard some discussion that there were some issues with federal requirements, so maybe there's something they have to do with that. Yeah. Um, well, Will Doran is our man more on on unemployment um, issues this year and other jobs and stuff. So we'll probably have something coming from Will. But Will was busy um, covering um, the president who was in North Carolina yesterday. Yeah, and he got the hard assignment standing out in the heat. We at least got to be here in the air conditioning, yes, listening air to three hours of amendments about the coronavirus bill but again because knowing it was only two days or thinking maybe it was two days like i'm sitting in the senate like oh look it's their last time they're like brown and smith are gonna talk and i'm sure other people like, don't care but yeah. if we weren't excited about this job then like you know like that's that's why we're here like you have to actually John and I enjoy it yeah, yeah yeah we're hyped i went meant to tweet this and forgot but like i want to know what people's hype music is like for going to the state legislature like i listen to dropkick murphy's sometimes i do listen to p pablo's raise up like north carolina sometimes when i'm driving and so um other than like 90s rap and and irish what each of the irish bands like how does phil Berger get himself pumped up for a afternoon at the legislature it's probably classical music i would think maybe 
So, so like, I like that you nailed that. Like, he's classical. I mean, I don't know. Lawmakers. <laughs> you can tell us if we're wrong. If you're actually listening uh, still, <laughs> please tell us on Twitter what your hype-up music is. Yeah, this will be my share Maybe we'll make a Spotify playlist of lawmakers' <gasps> hype music if they send it so to us. Fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, don't you, like, in, like as I'm making that turn, like, downtown on... I always even forget this Jones Street. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> like I was like, hmm, "What's that main street over here?" Here's the so. thing: I have so little social interaction during COVID that I'm on the phone whenever I'm driving. I have no hype music anymore. Now I have to listen I to music to when people are like, "Oh, like listen." People listen to NPR or whatever or talk radio, and I'm just like, "No, like I need music." Don like, was my hype music yeah. the other day. Did I sing? No, you just talked to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, did I forget? I mean, I could see. But you like, like, did I make up a little song about how the legislature's coming back? But you're like, yeah, news conference. I have FOMO. You're so great. I'm like, woo, you can do it. Yes. Yeah, that's done. So anyway, the sadness of whenever y'all listen to this is that um, things will be over. But are they? And again, I don't the twists and turns. I think it's coming back. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction now. But well, if they already just... Dis- Side. I mean, if Cooper signs it and that's that, they can't all of a sudden not spend so, that money the way they said. Cooper, Congress can give more money. Yeah, Cooper so released a statement today yeah. that says he's pleased that legislator, legislators followed his recommendations to maintain funding for school enrollment and invested in important areas like broadband. But they could have done much more to help North Carolinians in need. And he goes on to talk about Medicaid. Right, Medicaid expansion, the evergreen topic here. At yeah, the uh, Jeff Jackson gave a very uh, impassioned speech about that uh, yesterday before being cut down on a rules violation <laughs> for um, trying to propose that as an amendment to the bill. Well, Darren um, Jackson got his piece out today, and yeah. he wasn't the only one talking about it. So. Yeah, but Jeff Jackson was more impassioned. I love his, like, he sounds like old schooly Jeff, if you're listening, I'm sorry. You sound old schooly like... Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yes. Like, I don't know. There's something about his, like, booming voice and his, like, it's almost like old English style speaking all of a sudden. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I feel that. <laughs> you can tell. I mean, not everyone's a public speaker. You can see it. Like, I mean, you could tell, like, when I covered Durham City Council, Mark Anthony Middleton is, uh, is a pastor. And you can tell with how he says stuff. You know, you can tell who's the professor Who's the lawyer? Who's the, you know, however many like various job. And then the people who are like, never stand up, don't want to say anything. When you ask them for stuff, be like, I don't but no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, well, yeah. the, the speeches were interesting, I thought, because you had so much criticism of different aspects from the Democrats. There was concern that there were pork projects in there. And there was definitely, you could see the, oh, extra money for economic development in Sampson County, who lives there? Oh, the Republican budget writer. So it's certainly a valid criticism. Hmm. Um, there was criticism hmm. of arts funding not going to the urban counties. There was criticism of the lack of Medicaid expansion, the lack of input from Democrats in the process of making this bill. But at the end of the day, the vast majority of them voted yes. And I I have to wonder how much of that ties into Cooper's decision. If he was getting ready mm-hmm. to veto, would he have encouraged more Dems to vote with him so that there was sort of a united front from the party? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the other thing you have to wonder is just but, how much does the election coming up play into this? Also, did it happen too fast? Yeah. Dude. Well, anything... He's still reviewing the bill for his statement yeah, today. Yeah, well, you know, I'll say when... He, but anything when with money is that the Democrats say you're you're not doing enough, right? And that yeah. was the teacher raises and that was with certain things. Or, or why aren't you spending money this way? And really, that's what state government is, is deciding how to spend 
our money, all of us as taxpayers and how that influences, I mean, other things, but like, you know, again, to go back to like when I covered Durham, like they would, I think it was the mayor pro tem, Jillian Johnson said something about, um, a, a budget being a document that shows your morals or something like that, as far as like what you want. So what you think is important to spend money on versus not. And of course there's a whole variety of other laws. Um, but that's the factor and the, you know, Republicans feel like this is what you want to spend money on. And Democrats feel like this is what you want to spend money on. And they debate it. And like, I like the debates. I think it's, oh yeah, it's fun yeah. to watch and, and their reasoning for how things should be or not. Or they'll be like, yes, I'm glad that you did this. Everyone is excited about broadband expansion. Cause yeah. clearly that, something that needs not everyone though one person pointed out that the broadband i think this was in one of the committee meetings and i don't remember off the top of my head who it was but somebody pointed out that the broadband would give the technology but not the subscription and so it could still leave some children out because they can't get the like they can't pay pay the bill to get the newly added service their neighborhood um which, you know, there's also I think, money in there for like Wi-Fi hotspots for mm-hmm, people in, in that right. category. But whether that's adequate enough or what is the, the image uh, Representative Kevin Corbin said in his speech, he's from, from Macon County in the far west, that uh, remote learning in his part of the state means uh, the schools are driving by and throwing textbooks out at the kids, which I, I don't know how literal he meant by that, but uh, certainly a concern that there's not I'm really a good way. <laughs> so there is, as a, as a parent, I'm a Oway County School parent, like you did drive through school to get materials. I actually yeah. helped with, um, you know, volunteer to put something out for, for some of the materials. So it was my husband that did the pickup. I believe I was here or doing some other, no, I was probably interviewing some politician or state <laughs> official when he did the pickup. But yeah, you just pull up and get the materials and it's actually pretty efficient. And so shout out to all the uh, teachers and staff that, because that is like a massive staging. If you think about so hundreds of kids yeah. and they need this folder of this information and this book and Let's hope they didn't throw them out like may or may not happen in Macon <laughs> County. As the daughter of an educator, I can say teachers work really hard to get those packets out. Yeah. 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 So shout out to all the people working on like the logistics yeah. of remote learning, which was kind of my headliner last week when I was talking about IT until I switched it for K-Dub, which won, by the way, last time oh, I checked. Yeah. So, of course, K and W would win. I know. Then we would all win if K and W like reopened and... <laughs> I wonder how many legislators are sad about that. I kind of feel like, I mean, I haven't tried to go to like the Cameron Village KMW right after a session, but right. I kind of feel like a lot of those guys would Senator Chaudhary, like, quote tweeted mine, I think, or I something feel, about I that. I feel like they're fancy. I feel like they're going fancy places. We didn't ask where, we ran into some lawmakers coming back from dinner last night, and we didn't ask If where you go to KMW at 12.15 on a Sunday, there's fancy people. Granted, it's because they were fancy for church, but, you know, there's like, everybody goes, everybody loves KMW. Not on a date. <laughs> no, not on a date, as you like pointed out. So we don't need to make this a, a second uh, KNW episode. Yeah, I like other places too. Tribute podcast. Yeah, we tried to go um, on our after they vote everything. We tried to go eat lunch at Daily Planet Cafe. Daily That's Planet, closed where for were now. You today? Well, they're closed for a little bit. They were open before. They and... said they're coming back when museums reopen. Well, wouldn't which that be is five o'clock this... today? Yeah, no, Friday, today's like... Thursday. I'm not gonna Friday. lie. Friday. I kind of like the Raleigh museums and. 
which I know are not Raleigh museums, but the museums in Raleigh. Our state museums. They've basically been closed since I've been here. I miss them. I moved yeah. here at a terrible time. Man, the State History Museum gift shop. I've bought so oh much gosh, stuff there. Oh my gosh, I know. They have like the best stuff. Like all the North, obviously North Carolina stuff. <laughs> we, the Natural Sciences Museum gift shop is great. We completely lost Colin on this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love going to the museums. I was, you know. But the gift shop, you yeah. can get North Carolina. You, know, you couldn't go to museums for so long, but the state historic sites were still open. And so you could go and have a sort of completely outdoor experience. So on my day off last week, I went to the Al- Alamance Battleground in Alamance County because I'm that cool. And, you know, they, they were doing a good job there. They had the gift shop actually outside. It was a sort of a oh. limited version of the gift shop on a table. And they had a costumed interpreter who was very careful. She told me she wouldn't wear a mask because it sort of ruined her uh, uniform. <laughs> also, her, like, it's the year suit. 2020. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> she made clear to stay Isn't a good distance apart since the she wasn't. Well, couldn't, it, couldn't it be the historic <laughs> time period of 1918 when other <laughs> people needed to wear masks or something? I don't think they had any Revolutionary War battles in 1918. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm super jealous of the fact that there was a mobile gift shop. Because I yeah. lo- I will like I love historic sites and all like historical things and I totally would. And then you go and get your that. historical gift shop things. And like Don and I, I think really that we know which ones come from DC because it's the same historical stuff. Like, yeah, some yeah. of them overlap. Yeah. They're not you know as specific as you'd hope to the. Also, life. I have another call to action. If you're part, since she brought it up, if you're part of the society. It's the Society of the Longleaf Pine. Please tell me if I can buy the $25 charm that's on the website or if I have to be a member to get the charm. <laughs> you definitely have to be a member to do the state toast. Christmas shopping. I know it's the state toast. I mean, who wouldn't want to join the 15,000 lucky souls who have been named a member of the Order of the Longleaf Pine by the governor? I have covered so many of those ceremonies. Like, so many. I know. It's pretty awesome. And maybe one day. You know, you know what? Though? I've never heard anyone give the toast after getting inducted. Uh, if I ever get inducted, I'll be given that toast every single day. Every, <laughs> every party she goes, I'll to. be insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, usually the kind of thing you give people like when they're like ending their career, and I have like many, 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 many years left. Don, <laughs> decades be and decades inducted <laughs> just because she'd be a good hype girl for North Carolina. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did just say like you know raise up <laughs> my like, hype song, but who, actually. I started listening to that more after Jeff Tiberi, who um, is part of the Capitol Press Corps here at WUNC. He had it as the opener um, in his uh, his politics podcast. Yeah, that's always part of his his opener changes. It. Yeah, he's got different snippets of like politicians, but like that snippet of that song is always there, and it's great. We're yeah. gonna try yeah. to do it like not his, but one like it. What happened? Yeah, we, uh, oh, we have some hype music. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like this year is full of um, unexpected things, and we're only in, you know, September. So. We made it to September. I know. So listen to how optimistic we are about the future. Even you know, Y'all, Christmas. We're not. Coming. We're not jaded political reporters. Uh, we're we're optimistic. I have faith that Halloween won't be canceled. I don't know if that's you know that's too optimistic of me. Canceled. That's that's. Maybe you can't cancel it. It's still going to happen. Yeah. yeah, but how are you going to pass out candy with all the germs? I'm going to get one of those like grabber things. No, you and throw I'm gonna, it. Like, throw it. At you the throw it out the window, like in making candy. Yeah. <laughs> Here, kids, don't come too close to my porch. But then your hands on it. Yeah, well, you know they can sanitize it when they get home. Are you wait get a time? All it's all about risk mitigation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mandy Cohen. <laughs> Remember your three W's. No you risk mitigation. That's one of my favorite. For you. Anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. So I think we've probably gone on longer than usual, or maybe not even, because this is the feeling you have when you're still in the building at the end of a Yeah, crazy this session. is a very signing dive vibe podcast. We're yeah. having this sort of conversation that all the members had this. They were leaving the floor. Um, I don't have a handkerchief, but I've got this napkin from lunch. I could <laughs> yeah, drop at the drop end that. of the podcast. Yeah. You guys can't see it. You know, I, you have a lot of FOMO, I'm sure. Do you want me to record it? Why don't you? No. <laughs> All right, so I won Headliner of the Week last time. Oh, there's three of us, so it's a three-question oh. uh, <laughs> poll. So we'll just uh, come up with something when we come back with Headliner of the Week. Woo! All right, and we're back with Headliner of the Week. Um, as Dawn said, she won last week for uh, K&W, hard to, uh, to beat out the uh, cafeteria. best cafeteria in the state for... Um, that particular honor. Um, so let's see who I've got for this week's headliner. Danielle, you want to start? Yes, I do. So you don't steal it. I'm going with the handkerchief drop because it's uh! exciting and happy <laughs> and I loved it. And I don't care what y'all say. Oh, that was it. All right. All right, Danielle. I'm Danielle. I said, all right, Danielle. Oh. <laughs> Don and Danielle Don. often get confused for each other. I know. The building, and it's really don't it's know like, who they each are. Like, are you Don or Danielle? We both have brown hair and we're from Northern Virginia. Um, I'm going to go with the bell then. Fine. <laughs> so the awesome bell. Signy <laughs> die. Colin, what do you have? Unfortunately, Nothing. you've taken all the signy die paraphernalia that I could have chosen. The doors, I, the gold doors. Yeah, but they didn't really do anything other they than open. open. They, they open. at the same time. It's like, a ceremony. You know, on New Year's, you're supposed to open your doors to let the bad spirits out. Did not know yeah. that. You're welcome. Well, I'm going to go with the other thing, the other bill they passed this week that we didn't Whatever. get a chance to talk about. <laughs> um, and that is the Mystery Sports Championship. Oh, uh, they dun, a pretty big multi-million dollar incentives bill for some sort of sports championship. It's described in the bill as being, quote, major. Um, and it's going to have millions of dollars in impact and multiple championship events in North Carolina over the next few years. Uh, but lawmakers are under con- confidentiality agreements not to say what it is or even what sport it is. But we have a few, we ideas, have a few maybe. guesses. Um, both Send of us the, your tips. Both of the legislators who uh, presented the bill were from Moore County or represented Moore County. Um, that, of course, is home to the fabled Pinehurst Golf Course. So perhaps could this be a thing that happens at Pinehurst, perhaps involving a club and a small ball? Um, <laughs> what kind that, of ball? <laughs> one of the King little, Kong? like, hard white ones. I don't know. Um, so we'll see what that, apparently there's an announcement next week, so we'll see what that's actually about. Um, but uh, certainly for getting an incentives package through, getting a bunch of lawmakers to vote to give millions of dollars to a company that they don't know what it is or what sport it represents, uh, I will consider that a headliner of the week. That was one thing that, like, they'll, when they have these development projects with incentives and they come up with, like, Project Tiger or something like yeah, that, they and then you find out there's no tigers, it's just whatever. Games. You know? are the best. Also, I had a question. Oh, can we play sports at this point? I don't know where we are on reopening. Yeah, well, if it's the sport I think it is, i.e. golf, um, I think they've been playing that all along. That I don't think the golf course has ever No, we closed. have, yeah, there are limitations. And with phase 2.5, um, Burt Kane, um, one of our reporters did a Q&A, like that lays out, you know, what does the gathering size mean for the players on the field versus spectators? And those are separate. So there is an option for some sort of, sports that says you know it's no nba bubble a disney world type of setup here anyway but i mean there's supposedly a college football schedule i look forward to watching my hookies play nc state on tv or the idea of it like i don't i will find out there goes your 
pine long leaf things. <laughs> You'll have to get where the Virginia Award is, the Order of the no. Long Build Cardinal. I am or full. I'm full North Carolina. I lived in Fort Bragg, like you know. Yeah, come on, Yeah, child. Okay, well, I guess that's, uh, we could probably talk much longer, if you guys are even still listening, about all things General Assembly. The next time we talk about it will be, who knows when? You know, maybe we'll see what Cooper does with the relief bill and how many more times Trump and Pence come. And, oh, that's right, there's an election coming up. So there'll be plenty more for We'll be busy. Yes. The lawmakers will still be doing things. They'll just be aimed at their re-election audience. Right. All right, so... Coming at you from the press room bunker in the legislative building, I'm Don Vaughn, here with Daniel Battaglia and Colin Campbell. All right, we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to The Domecast, a production of the News and Observer and the Insider State Government News Service. You can keep up with the conversation by reading Under the Dome in the Daily Print Edition or online at newsobserver.com. The Insider is found online at ncinsider.com.